Welcome everybody to Leaders of Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Ferraro, for another market update video with the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Pruner. Mark, how are you? I am great, Michael. Uh, I personally think that you're the uh, you're the myth. I uh, uh, I'm wish the myth. That I was yeah, for sure. That you are. Yeah. Sure. Well, thank you so much for being on with us. Uh, we love your expertise and bringing you on to talk about the market in Greenwich. We're going to be talking about the quarter one that uh, we just had. We're going to specifically get into inventory sales, the reason why we're looking at the market that we currently are right now, and then some future predictions. So let's get right into it, Mark. Uh, what are we looking at as far as uh, the current market overall before we even talk about inventory? Well, the, the first quarter was amazing. Uh, we set a new all-time record low for inventory. We were down 80% from where we, sh where we should be normally this time of year. Uh, having said that, our sales were up 34% um, over what they were in the last pre-COVID um, quarter, which was the first quarter of 2020. Now, they were down 27% from the first quarter of 2021, but that was a record quarter for the first quarter. So um, you can either look at the donut or you can look at the hole. Uh, the hole is, yes, sales are down um, over last year when, they were, uh, when we had uh, more than twice the inventory that we have now. Um, but sales are up substantially. In fact, they're up 92% from the first quarter of 2019. So sales are doing uh, very well. What is incredible is that they're doing it with practically no inventory. Our previous all-time low for inventory back in 1991 was 293 listings. As of the middle of last week, we had 136 listings which once again is a new all-time low. We've been drifting down for six months. We flattened out for the first couple of months. Luckily, the last three days, things are looking up and we're actually up 21 listings because it looks like everybody was waiting for April Fool's Day to list their properties. So hopefully the spring market will finally get here. We'll see some inventory growth, but it is just incredible how low inventory is and how sales are above are above our 10 year average. Yeah, we had looked at some stats and kind of we predicted like mid April being the high of inventory, but it's so important as far as listings coming on and the amount of people putting their stuff on because they try to they want to get into that spring market, but they don't want to wait too long and they're trying to wait for the weather to open to improve the photos and everything like that. But it's so hard to track because by the time a lot of these properties hit the market, they're already gone. So it's 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 and that's so exactly hard. right. Inventory in this hot of market is a little deceptive in that something can come on. Uh, well, actually, we, we had a property come on um, on uh, in March on a Wednesday and it went to contract by the uh, by the following Thursday. Right. So it was on the market for eight days, but never appeared in inventory either for the end of February or the end of March because it was already in the contract. And we usually have a log jam of properties at certain price points. It used to always be when you start to get over the $5 million mark, you're going to start to see a log jam, uh, just build up of inventory, especially when you get even higher over the $10 million mark. Um, 
Are we seeing that now? Are we seeing any sort of buildup at any price points? Or are we across the board pretty much the same amount of time on market where it comes off? Um, the Basically, the traditional rule is that less than six months of supply is a seller's market. And we have that all the way up to $5 million. Uh, and in fact, uh, I'm calling less than three months of supply a super seller's market. And we have that all the way up to six and a half million dollars when you include the contracts. Um, the um, interesting, the high end market has partially shifted to the October, November period when people get their um, uh, long term um, stock options vesting. It used to be they got a big cash bonus. Uh, in January, and they went out and spent it in February and March. Yep. Um, now, the only segment that you could call slow is our over $10 million market, where we have um, uh, 28 months of supply by, based on sales, but throw in the contracts, and we, dr and we drop down to 16 months of supply. And that's compared to um several years ago when we actually had 10 years of supply i remember so backcountry is back months of inventory or you know not 88 to 90 months of inventory yeah and the, you know and it, it, it was one of those deals where there was so little uh market so few sales that if you had two sales all of a sudden we dropped from 10 years of supply to six years of supply yeah, yeah. Um, but we're not we're not seeing that now. Um, the as I said, all the way up to ten million dollars, we are looking at only nine months of supply. Throw in if you figure that based on the contracts and figure the contracts close in forty five days, we're looking at six months of supply all the way up to ten million dollars. Yep. And it's not that there's a huge amount of inventory even over. $10 million, we're looking at a total of 19 listings, yep. uh, which is up, actually down three listings from what we had last year. Yep. You're having, it's also this, uh, this shift into off-market success. Now, you know, I talk to buyers every single day at higher price points, and they are now shifting to, if you're going to send me something that's currently on the market, I don't want... I don't want that because there's only on the market because it wasn't prime enough to sell off market. And it's just the perception that's starting to happen. So now you're getting off market. I'm currently in contract on a couple off market deals that, you know, it, no one really knows about, obviously, because it's off market. But um, another probably same thing with you. So it's also deceptive for inventory and for people that don't realize that a lot of stuff is happening. There's still so much real estate being transacted still even with low inventory that is the general public. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you look at our months of supply, it's very low. So what is on the market is, is very busy. But as you say, um, we have an entire dark web of uh, shadow inventory, of, of inventory that nobody knows about, except for the people who are actually involved. In fact, um, in our office in, um, at Compass in Greenwich, we no longer say, hello to each other, we say, um, do you have anything off market? Yeah, right, exactly. Um, because we've got so many buyers 
that we really need, um, um, you know, listings for them. If we, you know, if we can get listings, we can, we can sell them. Having said that, um, 28 of our 136 listings, um, at the bottom last, last, um, week had been on for more than a year. So it's still very possible to overprice a listing sure. or to have a listing that's very problematic or, you know, you get divorce situations, you get, um, uh, airship situations where people don't want to sell. They may have it on the market, but it may not really be for sale. I mean, every single product and property is distinct to itself. And yes, there's still uh, a hole that you can fall into with overpricing or mistaking your property for being more desirable than it really is. It's about really understanding the trends and what this consumer is looking for. I mean, my, the consumers that I'm seeing are really looking for on the higher end, just, just talking higher end. It's either something very grand, Georgian, even the red brick style is coming back in with the circular driveway or, or the smaller group though, but there is a group that really wants something different, outrageous, cool, contemporary, and modern. And both of which fall into different parts where the super moderns have never really been built. That wasn't a big inventory thing. There, there's not a lot of those going on. There is some of these Georgians that have been on or been sitting off market and been completely renovated on the inside, which is such desirable property right now that anybody who's got anything like that is seeing a huge ability to sell some stuff for probably what, you know, what, what's percentage above normal market value that we think we're seeing now for some of this, what would you say, Mark? You know, the, um, you know, that, that's the other thing is in 2021, um, only 45% of our houses in Greenwich went for over list. Whereas in Westport, it was 55%. And a lot of that has to do with inventory. Yeah. We had um, um, ended the year with 160 listings in Greenwich, whereas Westport had, you know, several dozen. Uh, so that it, even though it's a smaller town, proportionally, it was still much lower. And so therefore, you're seeing... The lower the amount of inventory in the town, the higher the percentage you have going over list price. Um, we just, uh, uh, my brother Russ and I just did a sale where we're looking at, uh, if my numbers are correct, of the 19,000 19, houses sold going back to 1999 when the GMLS started. This will be the 17th out of 19,000 for the total dollar amount over list. So if you've got something, as you said, that's a great um, property that's in move-in condition out on, on a good piece of property, uh, the bidding could just get outrageous on it. Yeah, yeah. And especially where, and let's, this is a good segue into the bidding portion. And depending on what price point, obviously you'll see uh, you'll 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 switch off of the people who do the financing and switch it on into the cash market. Um, with now the bid still coming in with very affluent buyers who have an opportunity, um, uh, interest rates that was a big deal, right? The interest rates went up and they went up substantially. And just I'm starting to hear some rumblings now. Um, almost been about a month now since they've slowly been going up and will continue to go up. I'm starting to now hear rumblings about 
how the interest rates starting to affect the markets on the lower end. It's not really hitting in the higher end. But what what's your prediction for interest rates and then hitting the Greenwich market? Yeah, no, I, I, you, you're exactly right. Literally, it wasn't until last Thursday that I heard any effect of this of this higher interest rate. Um, I think um, the Fed obviously way well the fed and congress way overstimulated the economy which we had two trillion dollars sloshing around in the economy i was listening to uh one of the top economists on um, um, channel 13 and he was saying it takes about a year to 18 months for that amount of money to work through the work through the economy so the stimulus that you're seeing last year is still going to be stimulating the economy now um the and as a result i think inflation is is going to stay up you're also going to see um interest rates rise and um paradoxically when interest rates rise sales go up initially because the smart money wants to get, go in before they uh, before they go up even more as to where they're going to go you know, I don't know, maybe 5%. I don't, I don't know about 6%. Um, but, you know, I'm an attorney who became a realtor, not an economist or a banker. So take that with a large grain of salt. Yeah. But prediction for the rest of 2022, I see it being, you can break the interest rates up to from four to five. You can even push them above five. Historically, anything prior to 2008, it was never uh, under five, but even if you go to five, five and a quarter, five and a half, I think in 2023, they will come back down. But I still think the fact remains, like you said, for the high end buyer who's paying cash, they don't care about that part so much. And it's not stopping the, um, the inventory problem. So we're, we still have an inventory problem, which is creating the supply and demand issue. So I think that Properties will still go up. I think values will probably not fly up as high as they were, but I think you'll consistently see another super healthy real estate market and super healthy year of sales, just like we've talked about. Where do you do you see the the, the pricing and sales uh, as far as the the amount they sell for? Do you see that plateauing off at all? Well, you know the so. Um, Interest rates um, only indirectly affect the all-cash buyer. And last week, as an example, we had 22 um, contracts, of which only four were contingent on a mortgage, which means that much of, the, much of what's driving the market are all-cash people. The stock market has been on a... Um, you know, a multiple year rise. Um, there are a bunch of people who think that as interest rates go up, um, that the stock market will drop. And so they're looking at reallocating funds. Um, but I think what's really driving the market will continue to drive it for the rest of 2022 is the whole work from home movement. Um, that's a once in a century change in your work uh, home balance. And so commuting is shorter. Um, it used to be you would commute for an hour and a half to Wall Street, um, three hours round trip, five days a week for 15 hours. Now you're doing it maybe two or three times a month for many people. 
So that means that it's much easier to uh, to live out in the suburbs. And with the with the low um, employment rate, employers have to accommodate that. Uh, the employers that are insisting that people come back are getting major pushback. And, um, you know, you've got um, Jamie Dimon versus the head of Citibank, um, who said that, you know, she's happy to accommodate uh, people who need to work from home. And you're going to and you're you're seeing people migrate over there for that reason. People will give up um, a fair amount of income to get um, to get a, a better and happier life and, and more time with their family. Yeah. So the work from home crew will definitely continue to, to push it. Do you think quarter two, as we exit quarter one and go into quarter two, we got to get into the nicer weather. We're going to get ready for everybody who was thinking about putting their house on to actually put it on. All the people that try to do it secretly in the shadow market, as you said, the dark web, uh, then, oh, well, it didn't sell there. Well, I would like to take my shot at putting at the market. Do you think we could possibly see an explosion of sales and inventory come up here and just really have a crazy quarter or two? I would really hope so. I think it's unlikely. We've uh, in Greenwich, we've sold eighteen hundred houses in the last two years. Um, a good year is um, six hundred um, houses. So we've sold essentially three years of inventory in uh, in two years. And I think a lot of the people, that we're thinking about moving have done so. Um, not that not that we aren't going to have sales come on. Not that we, as I said, we just had 21 new listings come on in the past five days, uh, which is great. And you're exactly right. If we get the inventory, we could see outstanding sales. But I'm just very concerned as to how many people um, are likely to move. People like Fairfield County. They like Greenwich. Um, we have 22,000 housing units here uh, in a town of 63,000 people. And as I said, only about um, 600 of them uh, get sold a year. So you're talking about um, uh, 3%. One, you know, one out of every 30 houses actually comes on. Now, it could be that... Um, we do get this major shift, but I think that's what we just had. And I think we're coming out of it. So um, I don't, I, you know, what I'm hoping, well, and it's kind of paradoxical because I'm hoping we get more inventory. And one of the ways we can get more inventory is for sales to slow. And it will give people more um, uh, opportunity to, to, to see stuff. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it's really unknown. And then the, then, you know, the dark web is, is really dark. We don't have good numbers for that. So we don't know how that's, how that's fared. Uh, it traditionally, um, back when I, one year when I did get good numbers back in 2016, it turned out it represented about, um, um, 20, 22% of the market. I think it's probably higher, but as to how high, I don't know. But yeah, that the 863 sales we had in 2021 
and I'm sorry, 2020 and the 1,007 sales that we had in Greenwich in 2021 are, there are hundreds more sales that we, that we don't have numbers for. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. The prediction for quarter two is we hope we have this big explosion of, of a lot of different things, but most likely mark your prediction is that, uh, you know, we'll probably have a slowing down a little bit of, of, uh, of sales and then give hopefully a chance for people to, that have been sitting on the sidelines or missing opportunities, get them in there and, and buy some properties and kind of plateau out in the sales. Yeah. And that's only, a, that's only a slowing compared to 2021, um, uh, compared to his, you know, historically, um, you know, I think that we're going, that we'll have a good quarter that we'll have, uh, that we'll have good sales. Um, and we'll have a lot of houses that, um, uh, will come on and, and, uh, and go off fairly quickly. I do think, um, based on, you know, and, uh, basically it's, a, it's two short data points that are close together. So it's very difficult to estimate whether you're going to look like this or whether you're going to look like this or what, but I do think that the, we will see a little more inventory at the lower end as the demand uh, slackens there, but the demand is still extraordinarily high. Right now in Greenwich, we have six listings under a million dollars, whereas in 2019, we had 50 listings under, excuse me, under um, under a million dollars. So, and there are entire areas of town where there's no listings under a million dollars that normally have a dozen or more so yeah if if the interest rates slow demand a little bit we may see we may see um um more inventory but that really just that doesn't necessarily um equate directly to more sales uh it just means that that the demand has gone from feverish to hot right right i I still think it's going to be hot because I, I still think your your the maybe the lower price points that are using more of finance might back off a little bit, but you have such a backlog at you've always traditionally had more buyers at the lower price points. So oh okay, the, the interest rates really bother you. Well, I got they got 10 behind you that are ready and okay with that. Whereas in the higher price points with cash, you know, it, it doesn't really bother them anyway, and they're okay with the prices at certain certainly the way it is. And then you have there's nothing really being built. You know, you, you got at this point, yeah. what it is, is recycling houses that have been maybe purchased a couple of years ago that had renovations inside because people are going to live in them as customs that are like, man, I'm I'm about to, to make a couple million dollars on this. Let me just do that. You know, and then it's, it, it becomes, yeah, no, you know, we have a lot of building going on, but in reality, it's adding very little to the housing stock because as you say, it replaces an old house with a new house about 80, 90% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, I think, um, I think quarter one was unbelievable. We kind of knew it was going to be good, but we didn't know how good. And you never really know coming out of a, a 2021 where we had all these records and over a thousand homes sold and you go into quarter one, right. you don't really know. But I think that, uh, uh, it's been insane. Like you just mentioned quarter two, We'll see what happens, right? Yeah, I mean, the last um, spring we had what I call the frenzy from late March to April. 
Um, it was just crazy. Everybody wanted to buy. Um, as you said, the warm weather came along and people really wanted to get out. Um, but that was also the period of when the vaccines were kicking in. And all of a sudden, people were getting out of their houses. They had been sitting there for a year or more um, saving up money, and they had money for a down payment. The stock market was up, so they, they had even more. And it was just incredibly hot. That's the way it's been um, for the last month, but at just lower inventory levels. So there just isn't that, there isn't that much to sell. Um, I'm, yeah, I just don't see, I just don't see that, uh, that continuing, uh, particularly with higher interest rates, but it, uh, but it could, yeah. and the, and it's going to affect different parts of the market different ways. Absolutely. Well, Mark, again, love having you on. Uh, we, I, we're excited to have you Thank come you, back on again after quarter two to kind of talk a little bit more about it. Once again, tell everybody where they can find some more information on you, Mark. Uh, you can find uh, more information on GreenwichStreets.com. And Russ and I now have a radio show on WGCH, uh, yes. 10 a.m. on Monday mornings, which streams over WGCH.com. We'll get, we'll get you on one of these days to talk, oh, about, uh, to talk sure. about all the great stuff you do and, and the interesting people you interview and, and what it looks like from uh, your side of the market. I would love, love to be on. What, what's the show called, Mark? It's called Greenwich Streets. It's, it's 10 to 11 on Mondays, WGCH 1490, uh, 1490 our streaming at WGCH.com. We'll make sure we give that uh, some credit on the bottom, on the, on the bottom in the description. We'll put all the information on there. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again so much for tuning in to the Leaders of Lifestyle podcast to hear this quarter one real estate review with the man, Mark Pruner. Mark, thank you so much for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen. Michael, thank you. You got it. Ladies and gentlemen, till next time. Take care.